Well, hey there, welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim Cockrum, and today I'm going to share what has been one of the biggest challenges my family has ever faced, and it just happened a few days ago, very unexpectedly. And there's a big business lesson here for all of us, myself included, and it's very validating, actually. Because the stuff we've been teaching around here for 15 years was just put to the ultimate test, if you will. And so far, it's really looking great on the other side of this. But here's what happened. 11 days, as I'm recording this, 11 days ago, our house was struck by lightning in the middle of the day. One of those little storms, Midwestern storms blew through, the kind that that pop up and go away in about 15 minutes to half an hour, but it brought with it some lightning. And one of the strikes hit our roof, actually caught it on fire. Now, everybody's out safe. All the pets are out safe. The worst of it is water damage from the fire department. They just unloaded on this house. They couldn't get the fire put out. So a lot of water damage There will be some losses from that. Now, all of our family mementos, uh, especially the moms and the ladies out there, I know they're going to be very interested in this part, and I know it's been very important to my wife. Now that we know everybody's safe and out, you know, the first thing you think of is family pictures, right? So those are being professionally restored. We lost a few of them, but everything's so digital now, too. We had pictures of a lot of the best stuff. So, you know, it's, it's all stuff that's going to be replaced eventually. I'm calling it a great story our family now has to tell. Yes, it's going to be inconvenient, but we have great insurance and I'm not going to go on and on about all of that. I actually made a little video. We've talked about it a little bit briefly in our Facebook group. I certainly don't want this podcast to turn into the, hey, here's what I'm dealing with today because our house caught on fire. That's not what it's going to be about. If there's a great business lesson, which today there really is, I've learned a lesson I can't wait to share with you guys. That, then I'll share some updates. But other than that, this is just a curveball. It's some craziness that life threw at us, and we're dealing with it, I think, really well as a family. It's not going to be easy necessarily. We're in our third housing arrangement. We've got our fourth arrangement coming up that's going to be more permanent until our house is rebuilt six months to a year from now is what they're telling us, depending on some different timelines that are yet to be determined. This all just happened a few days ago, so we're still learning some details. But my team helped me order some equipment and the same microphone that I was using before. Hopefully this all sounds about the same to you, listener. Thanks for for listening, by the way. Without you guys, man, there's no reason for me to sit down and, and record this show, but you guys have said, hey, you like this stuff. So here's some business lessons that have popped out of this disaster. It's a challenging question that I've had to ask myself over the years, and I think you need to ask yourself as an internet-based entrepreneur, or maybe that's what you want to be at some point, here's the tough questions you should be asking yourself if you aren't already. And it goes something like this. Hey, if life throws some crazy, unpredictable, strange twists and turns and tragedies and even someone gets sick or you know, you're taken out for a few weeks or a few months or someone on your team or you lose a website or your computer is gone suddenly. You know, does your business go down? You know, you've often heard me phrase it this way. If all of a sudden eBay or PayPal or Facebook or 
Twitter or YouTube or just Google in general or Amazon, all of a sudden they push a button one day because you did something on purpose or on accident or without even realizing it, or they just think you did and poof, your account's gone. You know, these things happen. For me, it was my house a few days ago, poof, gone. All my equipment, all our records, anything that was on paper, questionably whether it's we're ever going to see it again, creates a bit of havoc for the tax season coming up next time. But, you know, again, we'll get through these things. But that's the tough question I want you to ask yourself today. If these things happen, how ready am I? And this is why the multiple income stream model is so beautiful, guys. My business, my internet-based multiple income stream business has not even slowed down. Not even a little bit. In fact, it's arguable it's picking up steam because my great partners and these relationships that I've been working on for well over a decade, very intentionally, people that I'm very close to who work either a few hours a week or several hours a week on our business. These are partners. Everyone I work with, I consider a partner. Well, none of them had their house burned down last week, only me. So the vast majority of my team is still full speed ahead, business as usual. And I'm just a little harder to get on the cell phone for the past few days. Other than that, the customers are great coaching students, our entire coaching team. We've got books that are about to be launched and released and courses and events and Amazon inventory being purchased and eBay sales happening with my team just rocking it. It's not even slowed us down for a minute. Now, I couldn't have built this in a few weeks or even in a few months. It's taken slow and steady effort in the right direction with a focus on building great relationships and partnerships, mutually beneficial part business arrangements and partnerships. That's where my business is now. So it's at the point where I'm not a vital component in my own business. It's a beautiful place to be. Now, yeah, I'm needed. I was joking with some of my core team members, like, hey, if I just vanished, you guys would be fine. And we're like, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's okay. Go ahead, vanish for a while. Your house just burned down, you know? So it's even making me think, wow, just how vital am I? Because if I'm good as a leader, if I'm good as a business building entrepreneur, I'm supposed to be building a sellable asset anyway. Now, by no means am I planning to sell it someday. I think this is what I'll be doing the rest of my life. This stuff that I'm doing, you've heard me say before, I spent the first half of my life finding myself, spending the second half of my life losing myself into what I consider my calling, my passion, my ministry, and that's equipping entrepreneurs with creative strategies to do incredible things with the internet. And it changes lives when we do that well. We've got countless success stories, families that have come together, dads that are now under the same roof as their kids on a regular basis, able to work flexible hours and provide way more financially than they ever could have for their family with more flexibility. And they're more proud of their work. So those kind of success stories add up to tell me that this passion of mine, this ministry, this thing that fuels me talking into this microphone and you listening on the other end, oh, this is what I was made for. So yeah, it's not going anywhere anytime soon, but 
the thought in the back of my head is, am I building a sellable asset? Meaning, could this be turned over to somebody else at some point? And the only way I can truly know if that's the case is by asking the simple question, if I removed me from my businesses, how long would they last? Would they fall apart? Could someone else step in and run those? And I've got a handful of business operations going that although my name and face is on the door, arguably they'd be just fine without me. And that makes them an interesting asset potentially for someone else. Now, again, I'm not looking to sell any of this. I'm having a blast. It's wildly profitable. It's fun. My kids are starting to get involved in this stuff. You know, that's who probably conceivably 50 years from now, you know, if, if God chooses to leave me on this earth that long and my mind is still with me, I'll still be doing this stuff. But at some point, you and I both know that you and I are going to be pulled away from our businesses. Will those businesses continue? So those are the kind of tough questions that I was going to throw to the group today and just have you consider, you know, what kind of business are you building? If you're the person doing everything, wearing all of the hats, then you don't really have a business that can withstand you being pulled out of the picture, do you? The goal is to get there though. Now, here's the thing. Let me reassure you. Maybe you're brand new to all of this. You've got a full-time job and this internet thing is just something on the side. You're selling on eBay. You're selling on Amazon. Maybe you're starting to get into merch, playing with some of our Facebook strategies you've heard us talk about. None of it adds up to a whole lot just yet. And you're doing everything yourself. Well, this is for you as well, because I want you to have a vision of where this thing could be a year, two years, five years from now, where you have a team doing profitable activities and you're sharing in those profits with your team. Some people think of it as employer-employee relationship. I don't think that way. I don't have any employees. All I have is partners and we participate in profitable concepts together where we all benefit and I say oftentimes when I'm forming a new partnership with somebody, I say, here's how you'll know something's broke in our partnership, in our newly forming partnership. It's broke if at some point you stop thinking to yourself, wow, I'm getting paid way more than I thought I would be by partnering with this gym guy. If you ever stop thinking that, something's broke. I want it to be wildly profitable for everybody I partner with. That's the goal. I would encourage you to have the same goal because it forces you to be other oriented. It forces you to sacrificially give and include others in these businesses that you're building. And they'll be happy to fill in and step in and fill in those gaps when life throws a little bit of crazy at you. So to recap just a little bit, I mean, check this out, guys. We posted this on Facebook. I'll send you a link to, to, here, let me back up just a little bit. The Facebook group is not going to be allowed to turn into, hey, here's an update on Jim's house. We're not going to post pictures and videos constantly. We've posted a couple things. That's it. We might update you as we start to get moved into our new house, which is going to be beautiful. We're going to take this opportunity to build something bigger and even better. And we've, we've even got a name for it. We're so excited about this opportunity to turn our house into a bit more of what we wanted anyway, now that we're kind of rebuilding it. We're going to call it the ministry center, we think. That's just our family's decision. Like We want it to be used even more. We have these Thursday Bible studies and the young men come to our house and we're using it for that already. We want to get even more intentional and grow that group and do other things with our home. But check this out. We were talking the other night. Here I am in, in the middle of my life and I'm homeless. I'm unemployed 
And I was almost living in my parents' basement. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we came very close. My uh, son Trey was joking. He's like, hey, if we end up spending the night at Nanma and Papa's house, you got to spend the night in the basement so you could say you're homeless, unemployed, and living in your parents' basement. We thought that was pretty funny. We got a good laugh out of that. But, you know, it, it's true. But the good news is life has never looked better. We were properly insured, which is a huge piece of this. I mean, guys, if I had skimped on homeowner's insurance, this would be a little tighter situation. So just a little side note for those homeowners out there, take a look at your insurance. Take a look at the coverage that you have to help you through a disaster scenario, such as a lightning strike that wipes out your possessions. Are you adequately covered? Man, thank goodness. About eight months ago, I went over all this and beefed up our insurance in a big way. And it was, it turned out, a great investment. So that's one. And if you don't have a smoke detector in your attic, I mean, this could have been a disaster scenario, guys. Not to speak too long on the safety tips from Jim. I'm not an expert now just because my fire was, was struck by lightning and burned. But virtually no one has smoke detectors in their attic. And when a lightning strikes your roof, the first thing that happens is the, the roof catches on fire and the attic fills with smoke. And you don't know. Your smoke detectors don't know. The only clue you might get is a chunk of ceiling falling down and your house immediately filling with just billows of smoke, which could have been disastrous if that had happened. Imagine that at night. You know, your smoke alarms go off and your house is instantly full of smoke. Where was the warning? Um, so that's a scary scenario to think about. But a smoke detector in your attic, which we will have as we rebuild our new house, is something we'll definitely have. But our family got out in plenty of time. Everybody was safe. A neighbor actually saw the uh, flames and smoke fairly early. So everybody was out and safe fairly rapidly. It just took a while to put that stupid fire out. But here's where I'm going with this. Our community, including our neighbors and online, the community and my team, everybody stepped up. And you may think, oh, that's just a lesson in how nice people are. You know, it's also a lesson in something else. You've heard me talk about over and over again on this show, the importance of relationships. See, there's a big difference when a stranger is involved in an incident and someone you know, like, and trust is involved in an incident. Your odds of stepping up and being ready to help and saying, hey, anything I can do in sending a gift and sending, you know, we've had gift cards coming from strangers, people who know people who know people. You know, our community knows we have this Thursday night young men's Bible study, for example. So the ripple effect of the families that those people know showing up, bringing totes, bringing meals. I, you know, I was talking with Andrea, my wife, just a few days ago. I was like, I don't think we have to eat out or cook a meal for the next year if we don't want to. And we've got so many people stepping up. Well, that's because we've invested into the lives of those around us. We've been intentional about that. So that shores up your business every bit as much and your life. It builds margin into your life every bit as much as any kind of business arrangement you might have. If all you have is those income streams and you don't have those kind of relationships, a disaster like this is a much different scenario without people there to help you. And I won't go into the thousand ways that people have volunteered to help us in very specific gifts and just generous thoughts and prayers and cards, of course, pouring in that some people have really sacrificially gone out of their way to do some incredible things for our family. And I'm touched and moved. But it goes back to the investment that we've made as well in so many of those lives. There's a lot of strangers, but so many of the people, they're people we've poured time, 
intention and effort into their lives as well. And we're just filled with gratitude. Our family, I don't think, has ever been more grateful. You know, it's kind of that that feeling of gratitude you might have if you celebrate Christmas. And, you know, you've just enjoyed a beautiful Christmas day and you're looking like, wow, we're so blessed. We just had, you know, a great year, a great Christmas. The family's all here. We're all healthy and safe. And man, we've just been blessed. And it might feel strange to hear somebody whose house just burned down saying it kind of feels like Christmas. But that's the closest feeling of gratitude that I can grab as I search the memory banks. I got the feeling I have on Christmas is, thank you, God. Look, they're all here. They're all healthy. We were able to buy some nice things. What a year it's been. Look how you've provided and protected. You know, it's that same feeling. So this is going to be a platform. It's going to be a story we can tell. And it's validation, most importantly, for you, listener, business building warrior, internet marketing expert out there trying to build income streams. The lesson is this, that book, Silent Sales Machine, that has been updated so many times and we're working on the 10th edition right now, that concept of building multiple income streams and making them self-sustainable so that you can face the craziness that life throws at you without having to go to your boss and say, oh man, my house just burned down. I'm going to need a day or two per week off for the next few months as I sort this out. I might be coming in a little late and and I've got to cut out early today actually. And your boss looking at you with that look that says, I wish I could help you out, buddy, but I got a business to run. I don't have to do that. I don't have a boss. I have flexible hours. I have multiple internet streams of income, internet-based streams of income. I want that for you. It's not complicated. There's not a magic button you can push, but the stuff we lay out in that silent sales machine book is the path that gets you there. We start with the stuff you shouldn't be doing, and we put you on a very simple path that you can follow, the stuff you should be doing, and then based on how much time and money you have and how much commitment you have to the process and what your background is and your talents and your abilities, we get you on a path that can get you to the point where you can face these kinds of difficulties and not have financial concerns and have complete flexibility of schedule, which I've got to tell you, that's been the biggest blessing in all of this is being able to sleep in in the morning and tackle the day, pay maybe a half hour to an hour attention to my businesses, knowing that my team has the ball and they're running with it. And I'm just tackling this situation with excellence, sitting on the front lawn of my burned down house, pretty much several days in a row as contractors and workers and insurance and sign forms I have to sign and decisions that have to be made in rapid fire. You know, if I had a real job, I couldn't have managed these last 10, 11 days. It would have been impossible. I would have had to burn through all my vacation time or something. It would have been high stress. And don't get me wrong, there's been some stress here, but we're running on all cylinders. I'm not exhausted. I'm energized by this. I want that for you. Okay, so I'm not going to make this episode real long today, and I promise I'm not going to talk a whole lot about this house fire because it is really just a little blip on the radar going forward, but I do have a few simple steps for you because maybe this episode got your attention and you're thinking, okay, Jim, just tell me what can I do? What things do I need to start doing to put myself in a position where my house could burn down and I'm operating from a position of gratitude and relaxation, and zero fear of the future, full confidence in my team, income streams still happening. What do I have to do to start to build something 
that looks like that. So here's the steps. And this is Silent Sales Machine, the book. If you go to silentsalesmachine.com, it's $5 on Amazon, guys. Come on, go read the hundreds of five-star reviews and, and grab a copy. It's five bucks. So it could be as simple as starting right there. That's been the starting point of a lot of success stories. But what you'll read in there, and, and this is kind of a broken down three simple things that I'm going to lay on you now. They're simple concepts to explain. It's going to take some work at each step, but none of it's complicated. And this is what you need to do to build that kind of sustainable business. First is you follow a proven system. And the beautiful thing about the internet is even if your computer, your office, or your assets are turned literally to ash, it's on the internet. It's all internet-based. My whole business is backed up and online and virtual. I could go anywhere in the world with my smartphone or with my laptop and plug in. If they have internet, I can hop in and work away. doesn't matter where I'm located. So you need to follow proven systems, and we love that word proven. And what I mean by proven is you can go see a community full of people who are successfully navigating that business model. Now, we've got a handful of very basic business models that we can step you into and step you through that will get that process started. So you follow a proven system, but you don't stop there. Once you're generating some profit, you start looking to hire someone. And now here's where a lot of people get tripped up. That first hire that you make is important. Because if you mess that up, it's like tying an anchor to your boat and throwing it overboard as you're trying to speed through the water. It just doesn't work. You don't want your first worker to be an anchor. You want them to be another engine on your boat. And here's how you make that first person another engine instead of an anchor. You teach them how to creatively pursue the model that you're already pursuing. You increase your efforts. You figure out a way to synergize. So one plus one equals three. Two plus two equals eight, right? You bring in people who build the pie, not who show up for a paycheck. And I could talk a lot more on that point, but the first hire you make is someone who's bringing in more money than you're paying them. That's how you know you did it right. Now, that person that you hire after that, the third or the fourth person, they might be someone who puts tape on boxes. They might be someone who does the stuff that you just don't want to do, the stuff that you don't find fun. And I have people sometimes say, well, Jim, I like packing those boxes. I just like doing it. I don't mind doing it. I'm not too good to put tape on boxes, so don't talk to me about that. Well, I'm going to talk to you about that. If you like putting tape on boxes so much, pick it up as a hobby on Saturdays and Sundays and get a table and just put tape on boxes and have a blast. Make that your hobby. If you find it rewarding, do that as your hobby, okay, and stack them up and then maybe take all the tape off of them and do it again because it's so fun, right? It's a total waste of your time, though, if you're making profits. If you're running a profitable business, that is one of the easiest jobs to outsource. After you have someone else who's also partnered with you, bringing in some margin, some profits, use some of that money to start doing the things that you know you shouldn't be doing as a business building warrior. Warriors don't touch box tape. Once you have a profitable business, that job needs to go to somebody else. And that somebody else needs to be told day one, hey, you can either be a box taper and, I, and you and I will both be happy. I'll gladly pay you those eight, 10, $12 per hour to put tape on boxes and do it right and do it well, do it with passion and pride. Or as you see opportunities to step up, guess what? Spend a little time teaching someone else to put tape on these boxes and help me make more money. Here's how the business works. 
right? Then it's up to them. It's up to some people are very content. You and I are not content putting tape on boxes and collecting a paycheck. There's people out there who would be though. They're just looking for an extra hundred dollars a week, hundred dollars a month would change their life. That's it. That's all their, that's the extent of their vision. Not you and me. Okay. So step one, follow a proven system. Step two, automate that system by growing your team, systemizing. You're going to need other people. You're going to need to build systems. You're going to need to automate using technology as much as possible. Don't be intimidated by that. None of this is complicated. We step you through it. Our coaches are great at this, by the way. JimCockramCoaching.com. If you call those guys, all of our coaches are people who started off reading that book, Silent Sales Machine, built a business, automated it, grew it to the point where they had some free time. And we said, hey, you've got a little margin in your life. How about you teach some others to do what you've already done? And that's what they do. It's not a cookie cutter system by any means, but it's a great way to keep yourself accountable and to build a relationship with someone who's been there and done that. Okay. So what do you do after you've automated these systems and you're starting to see some of this happening on its own because you've got a great partner who's working even when you're not, and they love their job. What do you do next? Well, you add more streams that aren't dependent on the initial stream that you built. You start diversifying. Just like you hear the investment specialists say, you've got to diversify your investment portfolio. Well, I think you need to invest just as much in your business, just as much creativity in your business models. So that, like we said already, if Facebook or YouTube or Twitter or PayPal or eBay or Amazon decides one day that they don't like you for some reason and they push a button and your account is frozen or gone or whatever, you still keep right on rocking. You've built something sustainable. We talk about these things in the Silent Sales Machine book, but that's the next step. Add more streams. And that's why we talk about the C, the E, and the S. Every stream you will ever add falls into one of those three categories. I'm not going to go into what the C, the E, and the S are. It's an acronym, and it's the three business models that we love. If you haven't heard it before, it's in past episodes, but everything you build will fall into one of those three. And every time you have a success in any one of those three, it opens up doors in the other two models that you may not even realize are right under your nose. So that's the three-step system. How will you know you're doing it right? If you're constantly evaluating, am I adding new streams? And am I only doing the stuff that only I can do? Only do the stuff that only you can do. And we've talked about this a lot in other episodes. But right now, as I'm recording the Jim Cockrum podcast, is there anyone else that could do this? Yeah, maybe for an episode or two. But if I just vanished suddenly and it was a guest host for six months, this show wouldn't be the same. I'm aware of that. So I need to do this part. I need to be in charge of a handful of other parts of my business that basically no one else can do. But it's a pretty small list. And as I've learned these past 11 days... It's a shorter list than I even imagined because I've partnered with some incredibly creative people who are accomplishing incredible things because they make more money when they make me more money. And I've trained them well, and they're honored to do it. That's what I want for you, business building warrior. And I hope I've planted a vision inside of you. And I'm not sure what it will grow into but if you'll pursue these concepts, it will take you to a beautiful place. We've seen it happen over and over again because you and I both know and recognize we live in the greatest time in human history to be an entrepreneur. No other period of American or world history even comes close. 
anyone, regardless of where you live, skin color, education, background, financial uh, stability, doesn't matter. If you have the internet, you can grow a business. Now, there's different challenges presented, different people, different regions, different backgrounds, etc., different confidence levels. Yes, there are some challenges, but anyone, and we've seen it, we've got students in Russia, we've got students in Jamaica, we've got students in every country in Europe, we've got students all over the world, anywhere where there's internet, we've got students in our community who are doing incredible things, growing incredible businesses. There's literally no excuse anymore. So with those facts in mind and the validation that comes from knowing that the guy who's been talking about this stuff for 15 years, well, his house just burned down and his businesses are thriving. His home-based business is thriving just a few days after he lost his house. How is that possible? Because these concepts work. That's what we do around here. So I hope this episode has been energizing for you. Hey, I'd love to hear your feedback. Even if it's just to say, hey, hang in there, guys. We've had so many people step up and say, hey, we lost our fire, our house in a fire. It was a year and a half, two-year process. It was kind of crazy. You guys can do it. Hey, we love seeing that kind of stuff. There's notes of encouragement. People asking us, hey, how can we help? Man, those requests have been pouring in, literally pouring in. But there's been some local people, man, they've stepped up in huge, huge ways. I won't even go into it, but just the, the little thoughts, the thoughtfulness of of our friends and family. Man, we more than appreciate it. But those notes of encouragement, yeah, they mean a lot because it means people are listening. We've touched lives and people respect what we've built and they, they are feeling the pain with us. And tonight they're hugging their kids a little closer knowing that, wow, this is, this is a crazy thing living on this planet and these unpredictable, crazy things that can happen to any of us at any point in time. But we are business building warriors. We are overcomers. We look at every challenge as an opportunity to shine and to rise above it. And I hope that I can demonstrate that to you in the coming weeks and months. In a year from now, we'll look back at this and go, wow, look at all the things, all the good things that came out of losing a house to a lightning strike, total loss fire. Man, I'm blessed, just as I say it. And I hope that you feel that as well. I hope you feel blessed by the opportunities that we have. All right, business building warrior, I am in your corner. I'm rooting for you. I love partnering up with great people like you and doing creative things. If you've got some creative ideas and you think it's something the world needs to know about because you've got a new and creative and unique way to do something cool on the internet and you think it's scalable and a bunch of people could benefit, hey, give us a shout. We love partnering with creative people like you. We've got an audience of creative entrepreneurs who love hearing this stuff. And they're willing to pay a few bucks to learn it too. So, hey, bring us your ideas. Let's partner up maybe. There's an episode recently on that topic. But I think I'm going to sign off for today. This is a fun episode for me. I hope it meant something to you as well. I hope you feel a little closer to your family tonight. We've emphasized relationships. We've emphasized being able to overcome circumstances because you pay attention to the details, those little steps in the right direction. So when disaster strikes, you're prepared. All right, I'm going to sign off now. God bless you, business building warrior. Make it a great week. Keep plowing forward, and we will do this again real soon. God bless.